Hello, Blackhawks fans, and welcome into the Four Feathers Post Game Show. I am Johnny Nani. I've got Tony Marchese with me tonight, and we are discussing an exciting six to four Blackhawks winner to close out the homestand over the Carolina Hurricanes. Tony, been a little bit since we've been on. Uh, this is going to be a fun one tonight. How are you doing, man? Johnny, let's crack him. That was the first win I got to watch. This is the first win I'm going to get to talk about this year. Happy to be back on the mic with you. Cheers, uh, Blackhawks win tonight, bud. Yes, absolutely. Cheers to that. I've got one flowing, got another one on deck, ready to uh, get in here and break this one down. So um, before we do, make sure you go to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Four Feathers Pod and at Ontap Sportsnet. If you enjoy the podcast, please go give us a five-star rating and review and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. So, Tony, man, um, like I said, what, what a ballsy effort from the Blackhawks tonight. I'm calling this one balls to the wall because uh, when it came down to crunch time, th- that's what they did, uh, and they nutted up and got the job done when it mattered uh, down the stretch of this third period, but very, very eventful uh, for the most part. So I wanna just want to hear your initial thoughts before we really get into the breakdown of how the scoring and whatnot happened. Hey, man, initial thoughts. I, I love that balls to the wall, Johnny, and I think that that – that perfectly, like you said, describes the effort we saw tonight. Uh, to me, man, young team uh, shows fight uh, against a better team, and you'll see this happen in in every sport. But uh, tonight, it was the Blackhawks' turn to to play that role. Um, man, there's just so many things that you can you can just that just jump off the page. Uh, you know, the willingness to battle uh, to to you know score goals when you need to, being opportunistic, like you like to say. Uh, on the power play, so many nice things to see. Uh, there, there's some bad with the good, but uh, it, it, this was a complete team effort uh, in every sense of the word. And the Hawks got the job done tonight. It's uh, something to be happy about. It's a fun one to watch. Indeed, Tony. I would uh, second what you just said there. Uh, like you mentioned, power play just on fire in the first three goals there. We'll get to uh, who scored those and who assisted and all that good stuff. Uh, it was a very sloppy second. So I'm uh, actually I was uh, very disappointed with their effort in the second period, but um, very pleased with how they responded, even though Carolina came in waves uh, in the third period um they, they were able to weather it so uh rebounding from that I, I mean i think that shows growth as a team um and like i said balls to the wall uh after taking the lead uh they, they you know they did not roll over they did not let carolina creep back in sure they had opportunities because they were pressing but man uh for the most part they, they played uh w- with a will to win uh that kind of uh put your foot on their throat mentality um and obviously that was capped off uh, with the empty empty netter by to at the end and that brings me to another point um thank god the cat is back a noticeable difference a couple uh tallies in this game tonight uh so let's get into all this uh first period didn't have to wait long for the scoring tone uh sebastian aho snaps one home through traffic big screen out front like an couldn't really see it all that well uh that was only 115 into this game my thoughts after this one i don't know about you but it was oh shit here we go again another game we're going to be chasing yeah johnny um it, it didn't look good right off the start it wasn't the wasn't the best of uh takeoffs there into this one but you know the, they they responded fairly quickly there after that and uh i got the got the boys rolling for what was an exciting finish to the first 
Absolutely. Uh, and that started with the power play. Hagel draws a hooking penalty against uh, Flurry at the 137 mark. Um, there was a bullshit quick whistle, so the Hawks could have possibly scored earlier in this power play. Uh, one of the quickest whistles I've seen so far this year from a ref. But either way, uh, that did not matter um, ultimately because the you know, TSEN mark uh, comes in, uh, went forehand of his backhand, buried one out in front. And uh, Dougie Hamilton, who had himself a rough night here, uh, even in his post game, he said, I don't feel amazing and he shouldn't uh, because we'll get to him even more later but either way Matias Yanmark uh, buries this thing to tie it up uh, assist by Kubelik and Kershev uh, Tony people like talk about Kubelik being a selfish player uh, and he's only out there to score and yada yada um, he had a couple of helpers tonight along with a goal that we'll get to um, you know uh, maybe a lot of these are secondary or whatever but hey he's up there for the team leading assist so uh, I like to see that in power play rolling early here yeah, you, you do like to see that from a guy that's on the power play, Johnny, because you're going to have to move the puck around. But I think he gets some of that uh, stigma because he's got a good shot um, and he's normally in a good position to shoot the puck. So, uh, you know, you combine those two things, Johnny, and that's the perfect recipe for a guy that's going to score a lot of goals because he shoots the puck well. Uh, I, don't, I don't really know what else to say there, but it's, it's nice to see him kind of develop a complete offensive game rather than uh, just one one tool uh, i agree with you so um, moving on here on um, there you know the blackhawks killed off the penalty not too long after uh kubalik was the one that went to the box uh, at 823 um no real problems on that power play um so good kill for the blackhawks uh dehan had set up strome for a wide open shot uh, out in front i think strome was surprised how much room he had um but either way reimer denies that uh wouldn't be long before the blackhawks struck again though uh natchez takes a tripping penalty on ian mitchell at 13 18 so uh good to see you know mitchell uh being active and that kind of uh, gets the blackhawks into another position to score here and it was a little bit disorganized to start and it even looked like it, it was going to be uh, a little uh uh, you know, discombobulated because Bodine whiffed on a shot, but hey, goes right over to Kubalik, and this was an absolute fucking snipe to make it two to one. Love seeing it again. Goes back to when you're in a good place to shoot, you've got a good shot, you shoot the puck, and uh, yeah, it was just a pretty goal. Yeah, yeah. Credit to Nicholas Bodine there. I uh, thought he whiffed on the shot. Probably not exactly how he drew up. His first apple in the league. Uh, he gets his first uh, career NHL assist, I believe. I, I don't think he had one in last year's game. So uh, good for the youngster uh, getting on the board there. And Yanmark, uh, who the one who scored the first goal, uh, gets his secondary on that one. And uh, another point that I had on that one, uh, yes, the Kubelik shot was nasty, uh, and he placed it perfectly uh, up in the upper left corner. But uh, Pia Suter, uh, excellent screen out in front. Not the biggest guy in the world, but, hey, you get to the right areas, uh, take away the goalie's eyes. Um puck can end up in the back of the opponent's net. Um, so the good to see from Pia Suter out front. After that, wave of penalties here for Carolina. Uh, Lawrence takes a legal check to the head on Highmore, uh, and then Brady Skay, uh, tripping penalty on Kane uh, not too long after to put the Hawks at 5-on-3. Unfortunately, they weren't able to score at the 5-on-3, but when it got back to 5-on-4, regular power play, uh, Kane feeds Shaw out front, uh, creating space, and uh, Shaw uh, makes no mistake. I think he put one shot into the pad of Reimer, and then uh, uh, absolutely buried the other one. So, Tony, uh, the mutt, cool and tough here. That was a very pretty goal as well. Um, it, you know, the, you talk about Chell goals. Uh, that's something that you see right there off that little backhand move he pulled. Uh, I love seeing Shaw in front of the net, and it's something that I've noticed 
very early on in this season is how much last year's team could have used Andrew Shaw in front of the net just a few times. And I think he's developed a little bit um, just as a player. Johnny, I don't know how you feel on this. I mean, we still see the occasional flare-ups of of Andrew Shaw's true self. Uh, But in his role on this team so far, uh, getting to the front of the net, taking that power play time, uh, just being in the dirty areas, which you want him to be, uh, that we saw in his first stint in Chicago. And I I think a more exciting and a more amplified role, it's kind of reduced and it's more, uh, I guess, professional, uh, so to speak, is what I'd put to it. I love seeing him get rewarded for being where he was right there. Uh, That's what you want to see from a guy like Shaw. I think professional is a good word to describe that because it's a, you know, it's a toned down, but it's not a, in a bad way when you're avoiding the dumb penalties, that's a good thing for your team. Um, when you're, you know, still able to play in front of the net, but maybe not get as hot headed and go yeah. and want to slash a guy, uh, you know, slash his shin pads in half. Uh, that, that is also a good thing. So yeah, I think professional is a good way to describe it a little more tame, uh, but he's still uh, in the right areas exactly where he was uh, when he was the old, uh, you know, kind of uh, wild and out of control uh, Andrew shot. So um, that, that wraps up a good, very good, first period for the Blackhawks. I know all the focus is on the power play there, uh, but even at five on five, uh, they were a little bit better than Carolina. So I, I just like to see that. Um, and it gave me good vibes rolling into this uh, until the second period happened. And very early on, Tony, uh, in the second period, Kane score two goals, eight seconds apart. Nito Niederreiter at the 42-second mark, uh, Andrei Shvechkov at the 50-second mark. Um, this was an ambush that came back to tie the game. Um, the, the first one was a little bit of a weird deflection off a Carolina stick, off of Bodine, uh, so you can't really blame Lankin in there. Uh, I saw Ben Pope tweet about the second one, though. Um, it was a low shot rebound uh, that Lankinen gave up big one. And this is probably about the first real mistake that you could really point to uh, in Lankinen's career here so far. Um, but either way, the game was tied after this. I don't know if you had any thoughts uh, on where, where you were uh, after uh, the Blackhawks went from 3-1 lead to snap of a finger and it's tied again. Well, you know, this is like the time where you're you're evaluating yourself in that first intermission. You're like, I'm locked into this one or you know, I can kind of doze into a few other things. I'm going to have the game on, you know, just passively watch a little bit and see if the Hawks get themselves back in. You finish that first, and you're like, who are these guys right now? Like, who are they? Where did this come from? Because they, they just had so much momentum. We talk about how important momentum is uh, in hockey but all the time. But you come out and start the second and in the blink of an eye, it's like, okay, all right, that was just a one-period tease of, of how good this team can be. But they're never going to be this consistent. They're never going to put this together this year. I should never expect this to be exciting again. It was like coming down from the roller coaster. Um, and you just go through the rest of the second, Johnny, and you're just like, God damn it. Like, for one night, I just wanted to believe. that That's where I was. Yeah. And, you know, you talk about that roller coaster, you know, it's going down. Uh, it would not stop there after the second Carolina goal. I'll give a little bit of a shove back just initially after, but 
Carolina then um, absolutely took control of possession. I mean, the puck was not outside of the Blackhawks' defensive zone uh, for very long at all in the second period, and it's evidenced by all the uh, scoring chances, Corsi numbers, any any metric you want to measure it by. I mean, twelve to five even strength scoring chances in favor of Carolina there, five to two high danger chances uh, at even strength for Carolina in the second period uh, in the shot totals. I mean, they attempted twenty seven. Uh, shots at even strength to the Blackhawks 14. Uh, that just tells you. I know Duncan Keith made the funny quip about Corsi the other day, but w- when you see that kind of disparity, that's where you can tell it's a determinant of play and, and where you're at because the Blackhawks would not even have any sort of mojo until maybe about five minutes left in this period. Yeah, and this is exactly why you, you sit there and you reflect on the team while you're watching this and you're like, you could just tell, even from the eye test, after those two goals were scored, there was a moment of deflation come back to quote-unquote reality uh, there, and and they just kind of couldn't get anything going. No Chris passing. Uh, if I if I think back through that that entire stretch, I don't really know. I, there might have been like one Hagel chance in there somewhere, mm-hmm. maybe, but. There just wasn't inspiring hockey being played. Yeah, you're right about Hagel. He got a clean break in, but ended up firing the puck wide. Um, But other than that, it was mostly all Carolina. I mean, Jeremy Colladin, like you'd said, you lose the confidence, kind of come back to reality. He was looking for anything to get the boys to go, and line blender was in full effect in the second. He saw some weird-ass combos. Hagel, Soderberg, Suter at one point, uh, Kubelik, Strom, Kane. Uh, going to that, that's a terrifying defensive line there. But hey, <laughs> looking for any shit. looking for any offensive pop, I guess, when you get an ozone start. So Malikinen, um, though, you got to give him credit uh, in this middle frame, Tony. Um, he made a huge stop near the end on Aho after you know Smetchkov's just a wizard behind the net. We've seen him pull uh, the lacrosse goal, uh, but he, he can pass it too, and he dished to Aho out in front. Well, he was in the old Gretzky office, uh, Smetchkov that being, and. Uh, it, Wykenin just comes up huge uh, on Ajo and one of the many uh, saves that he had to make in this period. Uh, and, you know, like I said, two went in there. So I think it ended up being 15 uh, total in the first, excuse me, in the second period. And this is one of them. Uh, just absolutely huge. Talk a little bit about Kevin Lykenin. And you were telling me he's an NHL goaltender already, even though it's still so early. Uh, you know. So tell me why that's the case. Hey, Johnny. I mean, uh, we talked about this in the season prediction show. Um, I'll, I'll beat it into everybody's heads again. Uh, this is my guy who I picked to be the uh, breakout player, um, even from, uh, you know, who can benefit the most from a, a COVID season where you can carry three goalies or even just the taxi squad to call somebody up. Uh, I thought it was going to be Kevin Lincoln. And I, I, I really have thought that if the Hawks are going to find a goaltender within this organization, he's the guy that they're going to need to call on. Uh, and he's got the talent to do this job at the NHL level um, and play that kind of role as a number one goaltender out of the current goaltending core that we have here. So far this season, I think he's exceeded even my expectations. I think we're talking about a guy that had, what, the second best save percentage in the NHL um, as of what was this morning before this game was played. I don't know where uh, everything's going to shake out after the night, but you're talking about a guy that's on an incredible run, and it's not just an incredible run somewhere in his career. This is the beginning of his career. Uh, you know, I, I just think he has it. The eye test is there. 
He's calm. He's cool. He's collected. He's cool and tough. He's everything that uh, you look at when the uh, when the eye test is going. And not only that, the stats are there to back it up, Johnny. So I don't know what else to say unless we get a stretch of like four or five really bad, horrid games that I can't predict coming. Um, right now, he's proven himself as an capable number one goaltender on pretty much any team in the league right now if you're going to ride him while he's hot. Uh, so this is good stuff. I think comes as a surprise to a lot of Hawks fans who aren't as in tune with the minor league teams that the and the prospects that the Hawks have. But um, I'll take it. And I think that this is a good thing for the organization going forward. I mean, it makes the decision easy. And I guess maybe it makes it a little tough if you're trying to give these other guys looks, but he's giving you a reason to put him in there every single night. Yes. I think think that's, that's what you wanted to see at some point. And I think it's just come earlier than most expected. You probably thought there would be a rotation of, oh, let's see three games from Daly. Let's see three games from Subban. And I haven't been able to get to those numbers yet because Lankin has just been so, you know, nails. I think we've we've gotten to a point, though, too, Johnny, where like the casual Hawks fan who was going to semi-tune into this season Mm -hmm. has reached a point now where they're like, I'm going to watch this because I want to see Kevin Lankinen. I want to see how he plays tonight because we're, we're already getting to this point every night where if you're looking at Twitter and you're watching this thing and he's playing out of his mind, which has almost happened for a stretch in every game or made an incredible save or just looked really solid in situations where you would not expect a rookie goaltender to perform well. And I know that Malcolm Subban wouldn't fucking perform well in that situation. Like now, now we've got some vested interest in another one of the young guys. And if he can become a fan favorite this early, that's only going to help the process. He hasn't even heard the fans roar behind him yet. Yeah. I mean, combine uh, all those factors you just mentioned with his mentality, along with his play on the ice. Um, And yeah, I would agree with you. This kid has the makeup for it. Um, And it's just shining through a a lot earlier than we thought. But hey, he's ready for it. He's very clearly proven that on the ice. Um, He's got the skill set and professional. Yeah, he's professionally. He wants to do it uh, when he talks about it all the time. If you've listened to Four Feathers, it's probably about the fourth, fifth time you've heard me say it. But he's the only one that's real taking ownership uh, of this spot. You want that guy who uh, takes his nuts out and throws them on the table. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> that's what it is. Uh, and that on full display in the second period uh, to, to wrap this conversation up uh, for here, because we need to get on to the third uh, where more action happened. Obviously, uh, this one tied at three um, going into the final frame here. Uh, Kane takes a hooking penalty real early. Um, Trocek hit the post uh, on a power play chance there. Luckily uh, did not go in, you know, Lincoln and uh, yeah, he's good, but you know, he, everyone's got to get a little lucky sometimes. So hopefully kiss the post after that uh, when there's a stoppage there. Uh, Hagel, once again, uh, man, this guy's uh, motor is high. We, we've said it uh, before. Ron has loved this guy, um, but you know, we talked about the break in that he had earlier where he fired it wide. Um, he had a shorthanded breakaway here. Um, and hey, even though he misses the uh, attempt here, that's killing off time on the penalty. So um, all for it there. Uh, Brandon Hagel, good to see uh, more energy drive from him. Seems like every night you can talk about it with him. Um, after this, though, um, Tony, a really 
kind of unconventional Patrick Kane goal. Um, looked a little bit of shades like Marion Hosa, uh, the way he was shielding a defender away from him on this one. He drives in up the right wing, draws a penalty from Jakob Slavin, shoots with one hand. That's a total Marion Hosa move. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like a Slavin ran into Reimer when the puck was already under him. Uh, so the puck slides in and Kane's pointing at it saying this has to be a goal. They have to go and review whatever. It's eventually confirmed. Goes in four three Hawks. Uh, you, we got the you've, lead. You've got me going down memory lane because I was thinking the same thing while I was watching this. The exact same thing. And, and it's I'm, I'm glad the play actually got reviewed because if you just kind of don't pay attention to that Patrick Kane's face. You can see the whole play as if Marion Hosa was the one scoring that goal. And it, 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 you've seen that so many times. I've, and just from, from Hosa, he, he made his own luck on plays like that, pushing the defender out of the way, shield the puck, just get it to the net any way possible. That was a power forward type move from a guy that you would never think would play the power forward type role when Kane scored that goal. I absolutely loved it. My favorite goal of the game because A, it looked like Kosa, and B, it was just something different that you see from Patrick Kane there that just you have to realize how good this guy is. And I think we all know that, but like when you can put all that together, one-handed shot, get the puck in the net while you're fighting off a defender with your other arm. Like, damn, make it nasty. Make it nasty. Absolutely. Tony. I think the initial part of it, the the way that he got into position was all Patrick Kane and that was foot speed. And he got behind Slavin. who's no slouch himself, but Patrick Kane's faster and he's coming, you know, downhill where Slavin's got a backtrack. Um, So I think the setup itself was Patrick Kane. Like, but the finish and the shield was 100%. Like you said, you blank out Patrick Kane's face there, um, and it's like you're looking at Marion Hosa. Um, yeah, I that's, mean, that's what he took took on there. It was you got the slow motion of it over and over again, and that's what I'm talking about. I, I agree with mm-hmm. you that yeah. the, the footwork and the ability to, to get that inner positioning on there, because let's be honest, I think Patrick Kane, if he doesn't have the inner position there, it doesn't matter if he shields the puck or not it's probably going to get knocked away. Yeah. But that finish, you are correct. That was pure Marion Hosa. Yeah, I, I love it. Uh, any chance we have it, uh, you know, to bring up uh, the demigod himself on here, we will at Four Feathers. Love, uh, love us, Marion Hosa. So um, one note on this goal, uh, Carl Soderberg credited with an assist, you know, even though it was mostly Patrick Kane. Either way, though, uh, they give it to him. I see him uh, tally a point in a Hawks sweater. So uh, good for old number 34, uh, Mr. Vet there. Um, the Hawks had some good jump uh, after the, this goal, too. Uh, they were doing a good job of limiting some Kane's chances. But then the levy breaks, and you knew Carolina was going to push. They're a fucking skilled offensive team. They, they got guys up and down the lineup that can pot, and uh, they, got, they got some speed, too. They play really well in transition. So Ajo's the one that sets this whole thing up. Um, McGinn's out in front, um, buries it. Uh, you know, No chance for Kevin Lankinen on this one. Um, DeHaan and Murphy, they've had better nights here. I believe both of them were minus two. Uh, on this, it, Murphy minus one, but DeHaan minus two. DeHaan was pissed letting up this one against his former team. You can see it on his face. Um, but 
hey, uh, this is where the Blackhawks could have chose to roll over and die or nut up and get the job done and play balls to the wall. And that's what they did. Um, I mean, they were scrambling in their zone. Yeah, Carolina had more chances after this, uh, but they weathered that storm. Tony, how many times we talked about that? Hockey goes in shifts of momentum. Ice tilts one way and then back another. And, you know, depending on the events that take place, they weathered that storm after that fourth Carolina goal to tie it there. Um, and then they generated some of the, their own, tilted it back in their favor. Uh, big scramble around the net. Um, there was a nice setup. Patrick Kane had a good look. Um, out in front, but the shot was uh, turned away by James Reimer. Uh, Hawks retrieved, though, so that's a you know positive note there. Uh, Blackhawks getting in on the forecheck and keeping pucks alive. And a uh, big scramble around the net. Uh, one gets sent there by Patrick Kane, I believe. Pia Suter tries to knock it down as he's standing right in James Reimer's face. Um, fortunately for him, I guess, you know, ideally the goal was to set it down, put a stick on the ice, and elevate it over a pad. Um, but luckily, it kind of gets deflected as he's setting it down over to Debrinket, who comes crashing in on the back door and buries this thing for what would ultimately be the game-winning goal. And also, Alex Debrinket's first even-strength goal of the year. How great is it to have the cat back? It is awesome to have the cat back. I, You know, we're living in unprecedented times, Johnny. We don't always get what we want. We have to abide by these new rules, um, and uh, the NHL players are no different. It sucks that we were without the Brinket during his his time in quarantine. Uh, it was immediately noticeable in this third period just how much he means to this team. Um, and I talked about him early uh, when we were doing uh, some of the real early postgame shows. I think I took him once or twice in my sticks to click as somebody that we need to see get going. And I think what really stinks is that, you know, unfortunate circumstances, he had to go into quarantine, miss that time. It's good to see that he's picking it up right where he left off. And I think that that's very important. hundred percent. Um, I mean, you know, the, uh, the bring it bounce back season, we tried to talk it into existence, uh, early on with our season preview show and in early episodes when, uh, you know, nothing much is going besides uh, power play and Alex Dabrinkit being a beneficiary multiple times on that. So uh, good to see him, uh, like you said, pick up where he left off uh, as soon as he came back into the lineup. Uh, he wouldn't be down there, though. Uh, we will get to it. Um, after that, um, Blackhawks were tested once again. Kane takes a high-sticking penalty, a little bit of a soft call. Um, but uh, either way, uh, Blackhawks had to kill this one off, and that they did. Uh, you talk about Brandon Hagel, uh, man, this guy's a warrior, uh, shorthanded chance, uh, against James Reimer eventually denied. Um, so he knows what three, four chances that this guy's had, but Hey, at least he's making it happen. And like can I said, we, kill, can we killing time off giving the power out, play. Can we start giving out like four feathers player of the game on this show? Maybe not like the player of the game, but the guy that we, Four Feathers Saw. Guts Award. Yeah, like the Four Feathers Cool and Tough Player of the Game Award. Like think, for the yeah. guy that just the the guy that just fucking stood out to you that played hockey that night. Like the guy that deserves the beer yeah. at the bar at the end of the the men's pickup game because that was right. Brandon Hagel tonight. Yeah, a couple uh, of breakaways, a couple of really cool things he did. Just gave a shit. You know, like he's the guy you buy the beer at the end of the night and go, you played a good game tonight. You uh, you deserve that goal. Here's a beer instead. 
That was Brandon Hagel tonight. I feel like all the Hawks players should like send him some sort of beer to his hotel room or whatever. I, I I like that. I, I think that's a good one to go. Stan Brand here, the Four Feathers Cool and Tough Player of the Game Award. We'll give it to Brandon Hagel tonight. Well-deserved here. Um, as I was talking about that, though, that kind of led to that. You know, like I said, he had the shorthanded chance, one of a uh, couple that he had tonight. Canes eventually get things set back up in Blackhawks zone. Uh, Hagel loses a stick, and um, he's defending, staying in position, trying to get down, kick a puck when he can, um, and, you know, eventually went to the bench and let uh, Nikita Zadorov come on and, uh, you know, help finish off that thing. But, uh, you know, th- that's the kind of uh, criteria that would go behind this award. So just further support uh, for the Four Feathers. Cool and tough player of the game. Brandon Hagel, there you go, uh, inaugural one here. Uh, I feel like he'll be winning a lot of those just with the way he plays. So that was uh, about it. Last chance for the Canes. They did uh, pull the goalie late, uh, but there's nothing going there. Uh, to bring it uh, eventually um, buries the empty netter here. Uh, Kane gets an assist on it, just bringing these guys' point totals up. Um, you know, Alex to bring it two goals tonight. That he was a plus two as well. And then uh, Patrick Kane, one goal. Three assists, uh, you know, four points on the night. Uh, that's kind of showtime that we love to see. Uh, those two guys are going to be a major factor if the Blackhawks are going to win games here. So uh, th- that sealed the deal. 6-4, Hawks win. Cue Chelsea Dagger. Uh, it was fucking awesome. And I'm so glad we don't have to go to goddamn overtime or a shootout again, Tony, um, as I elaborated on in a recent article. Yes. Uh, the, the Jonathan Taves factor is real there, um, and we feel that. Uh, but you know, I, I love three on three hockey, Johnny. I, I would watch, oh. I would watch like a summer series, three on three, with NHL players tournament. Like each team sends a team of six and does a fifteen it, minute game tournament style. Three on three hockey is fantastic. I, the Hawks this year not so great in it. I, I think I can confidently say that just to speak to the excitement of it, if they're was a three-on-three, like, kind of tournament every morning on, maybe between, like, 7 and 8 a.m., I wouldn't need coffee anymore. No, I wouldn't. Let's say that. That's that's the best way I can describe it. Like, here's cocaine. (laughs) Yeah. And here's three-on-three hockey. Like, if if you just sat there in front of three-on-three hockey for 24 hours straight, you may never leave. You may have a heart attack. That's fantastic. You may have a heart attack. Like, there's probably a warning label they have to put on that shit. Like, yeah. if you have a pacemaker, you are not allowed to watch this. Yeah, so that about wraps it up. Like I said, 6-4 Hawks winner here. Um, we're going to get into the preview of the weekend series. It kind of ends the weekend and starts the beginning of next week here. Um, but before we do, uh, we need to get a word from our sponsor in before the Super Bowl happens. Hey, I know we talk hockey here, but the biggest game in all of sports is coming up this Sunday, February 7th in Tampa Bay, and it's time to get your balls feeling super. Our partners at Manscaped are here to tell you to join the already 2 million men who trust Manscaped products for their below-the-waist grooming needs. Use the best tools to reduce nicks and cuts before the best game and choose the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. 
included is the Lawnmower 3.0, which is simply the best hygiene tool for the modern man. I use it myself, and I can confirm. Because of the ceramic blade and skin-safe technology, your snags will be reduced, so don't settle for unnecessary roughness below the waist. It also has a waterproof technology and 90-minute battery. Believe me when I tell you this is a Super Bowl champion of ball trimmers. The Perfect Package 3.0 also comes with the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver. The Crop Preserver is anti-chafing ball deodorant to keep your nuts in the game all four quarters. The Crop Reviver is a spray-on toner for your balls made with soothing aloe and hazel extracts that will give your balls a boost in clutch time. Manscaped even threw in the Shed Travel Bag to keep all your goodies stored comfortably. Speaking of comfort, the Manscaped anti-chafing boxer briefs are also included, and those will help take your boxer game to the next level. Complete your top-to-bottom grooming game with the new refined cologne signature scent by Manscaped. With the same signature scent that's in all Manscaped formulas, this cologne is the perfect complement to the whole collection. It's a whole new game for your balls this Super Bowl. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code ONTAP at Manscaped.com. That's code ONTAP all one word, at manscaped.com. Your super balls will thank you. So once again, you can get 20% off in free shipping on all manscaping products by going to manscaped.com and using the code ONTAP at checkout. That's 20% off in free shipping at manscaped.com using the code ONTAP. All right, we're back uh, with Four Feathers postgame show, uh, bringing you a preview of the Sunday matchup with the Dallas Stars. You know, Super Bowl Sunday, uh, like we talked about, um, warm up with some Blackhawks hockey. Uh, cannot wait. Um, Sunday, February 7th, 2 p.m. Central Time, Blackhawks making the trip down south, uh, playing the Dallas Stars, who have a record of 5-2-1. and one. They most recently split their series with Columbus uh, midweek here, won the first game 6-3, lost their second one 4-3. As for the goalie situation down there, uh, Kudobin, Odinger, been getting an even split so far. Overall, uh, these guys got a late start to the season, Tony, um, but they came out hot against the Central Division team and the Nashville Predators, took care of business against uh, Detroit Red Wings, and then uh, now, you know, splitting a series with Columbus. So, um, I don't know if we really know exactly what to expect from the Stars uh, full on this season, but we know the pedigree. They went to the Stanley Cup final last year. They're no slouch. They've got some defensemen that activate, generate offense, and they've got some skilled players up front. Going to be no cakewalk for the Blackhawks on Super Bowl Sunday. No, no cakewalk at all. Uh, But I think you have to go into this building off the momentum that you built tonight. Um, I think that that's the only thing you can do is, you know, realize you got to win tonight over a really good team. There's no reason that uh, you can't do it against Dallas. Um, It's going to be tough, not going to lie. I'm not expecting much, but uh, I hope we can start to build a win streak. It's kind of where I'm at with this. Yeah, because, you know, if we win on Sunday – then on Monday, I can post the video of the um, old clip. The you guys know what a winning streak is? Is yeah. that for Major League? Yeah, you know, yeah. you know what I'm saying. Yeah, so like, I'd like I'd, I'd like to get to a win streak here. Like I yeah. feel like after tonight, like that that's the next logical step. Like beat good team, beat another good team. Someone on Blackhawks Twitter post Hawks are back. Blackhawks lose again. Like that's. That's the logical progression that we've yeah. got going on here. So let's let's reach the apex and then we can go down, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm on board. I know I get the flow uh, of what you're saying there. So uh, the, not not too much preview wise. Like I said, uh, they, they dropped their most recent contest. So they'll be hungry again. Uh, you know, losing four three, they were down uh, by a bigger margin early in tonight's game tonight being uh, Thursday, the 4th of February against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Um, but like I mentioned, Columbus able to hold on in this one uh, to win four to three. So stars level chip on their shoulder, but maybe walled into a sense of uh, comfort uh, coming back home, uh, get a few days uh, back in their element. And, uh, you know, you saw um, uh, with, with the Hawks uh, a little bit, you know, they came back home and uh, play still played a good game, but uh, ended up losing to the Columbus Blue Jackets last Friday night to open their home stand. So uh, hopefully we can do a little bit of that punch back uh, to the Dallas Stars on Sunday afternoon. So um, like I mentioned, 2, 2 p.m. Central Time start NBC Sports Chicago. Uh, before we close this thing down, Tone, uh, let's get stick to click. Who's getting it done? Before we do that, shout out White Sox sale. Um, big Dallas Stars guy. I hope. Uh, hope we beat you and uh i'll drink to it right there hope we beat uh dallas just to see white Sox sale suffer i'd like that i'll drink to that as well drink into that one so all right uh stick to click let me go andrew shaw i like i liked what he did tonight i like him in front of the net going shaw all right i i don't think that's ever too uh bad of a pick um you know when you go to the right areas, uh, you're bound to get rewarded. I, I think an easy one here to go with would be Brandon Hagel, um, but I think there still needs to be a little bit more tuning up uh, before he's actually finishing some of these chances. I was going to say, there, yeah. there's just something that, about it. It's, he's raw. He's very raw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're raw at the NHL level. He proved he could score a little bit at the in the A last year, but that, that, that takes a little bit to translate, and it's a little bit faster. Uh, I mean, if you, you can tell he's... It was a little more rushed uh, on that yeah. one. So if you put uh, him on the ice with with me or you, he's he's a god. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, you know, <laughs> guy does the right things though. So I mean, it's hard not to pick him. But um, guy, guy going back home down to Dallas, playing his former team. Uh, I gotta go with it, Matthias Yanmark. Uh, I like 13. it. I like you know, it. Uh, Yanny had himself uh, a goal and an assist tonight. Um, he has been a very, very nice addition to this Blackhawks team. A presence that you know when when they signed him initially. Everybody said from Barstool Chief to fucking the most, you know, negative person you could think of on Hawks Twitter said, what the fuck is this? What's the direction? Even we were questioning that. You know, what's the direction here? What are you going for? Yeah, well, but I think you're the only person that I ever saw that was positive about this, that was going to like the- it. You need a guy that is trustworthy, reliable. He was a defensive specialist in Dallas. That's what he did. Now he comes here, gets an elevated role because the Hawks are paper thin when it comes to injuries, absences, COVID, name it. Uh, they have an absence there. Um, he is one of the most trusted guys for Jeremy Collin right now, and you're seeing the production come up, and you're seeing the ice time come up. 19-11 for uh, Matthias Yanmark tonight. So I'm going to go with him uh, just simply for the fact that he's playing back in Dallas, first time back there. Surely give him a big welcome. Uh, they loved him down in Dallas. They gave him a real nice send-off video the day that he, the Blackhawks announced that they had signed him. So, um, you know, it'll be a welcome atmosphere for him there, uh, but I would not be surprised to see him uh, disturbing some shit in front of the net uh, and picking up either an assist or a goal in, in this one. So, um, that's about all I've got. You got a final thought before we roll out of this? Final thoughts? Uh, try and build a win streak. I mean, like, I think we have to go somewhere from here. Uh, a lot of encouraging uh, stuff that we saw tonight. 
uh, from the Blackhawks. Uh, just like you said earlier, man, balls to the wall. They they went out. They battled in that third. They had such a dominant first. Uh, there was ups. There was downs. It was a roller coaster. It was a fun one to watch tonight, Johnny. Um, this has just been uh, a way more exciting season, I think, than uh, I could have anticipated uh, just going into it. But let's try and build a win streak so you can have some fun with the uh, Four Feathers Twitter account. Yeah, I would absolutely love to see a win streak come up. I uh, need that major league uh, video uh, to be posted here. I've got, I've got it bookmarked. It's ready. It's ready to go. They just need to do it on the ice. So I'm um, with you there. Um, second, the balls to the walls. Uh, there's a reason. That's what the title of this episode is here that we're talking on tonight. And um, look for a Philip Kershaw bounce back game, too, uh, on Sunday. He will be fine. Uh, he had a couple miscues early on in this one that resulted in him taking a limited number of shifts in the third period. But, hey, this guy has been one of the most promising rookies. Uh, both him and Pia Suter, I believe, uh, are around the four and three goal marks here. So he only played 656 tonight. Look for that to bump up and look for him to be effective because, hey, just two games ago, he was the fucking first line center. So, um, yeah, look for Kershaw to bounce back. That's my final thought from this one. Before we send it out, uh, once again, uh, Four Feathers Pod on Twitter and Instagram and at ONTAP Sportsnet. Uh, both of those platforms, you can go and follow us, find our work, podcasts, articles, all that jazz there. Uh, make sure you go to ONTAPSportsnet.com. Uh, beyond just talks, there's every single Chicago sport covered there. Um, beyond that, uh, subscribe, rate, review wherever you listen, and you can get these post-game podcasts, a little notification nicely uh, when they drop after the games. You can add it to your queue uh, for the morning. So uh, that's my final last breath here let's close it down with our three magic words tone let's go go hawks, hawks.